Fierce Fan Media. You know, because oh, but my... I, psh, yeah, no, yeah. you got it. Yeah, um, yeah. that's her. That's her shtick. Loving yep. mums. I I love the the mums, the milfs, the mums. I'd like to. Why well, I, I love the widows. Oh, <laughs> oh man, that's def- right. that's a very specific that's subgenre. The, that's what I'm drinking tonight. The, the widow. <laughs> the widow Clico. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to a special Christmas episode devoted to Taylor Swift. Um, I know it's been a long time coming. So, uh, oh, I'm Jackie D, the literary lesbian. I'm Stacy, the political princess. I'm Erin, the geeky gal pal. I'm Anne, the guest. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Anne was, we have a uh, text thread devoted to Taylor Swift, which I'm sure surprises nobody. And <laughs> Anne is part of that text thread. And um, to be honest, Ju- Julie and the other Stacy could not care less about Taylor Swift. So, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. So <laughs> they were moved off of the um, hosting positions tonight. And we asked Anne to join us. So um, I got all of your emails, all of them. Um, and there was too many for us to go through specifically and answer all of them. So we are going to get to the overall themes that you wrote in about. And all of you are very curious as to our interpretation of Taylor's heavily, um, queer themed songs. Uh, I would even venture to say, mm, album eras if you want to lump folklore and evermore into those and you could even go back to lover but uh we are going to talk about red first i do want to say though because a lot of people get real worked up especially hetlers which is short for hetero taylor fans um about whether or not you should discuss taylor swift's sexuality and here's the thing Um, I'm not accusing Taylor of being anything. No one's accusing her of anything. No one's trying to out her. We're talking about the queer representation in her lyrics and how she presents them um, and how they're interpreted through a queer lens at times. Um, I truthfully don't care who Taylor Swift actually sleeps with. Like if she's gay, she's gay. If she's bi, she's bi. If she's pan, she's pan. If she's straight, she's straight. I don't care. Um, But that being said, it would be mm, naive to think that there aren't some definite queer undertones intentionally laced throughout her lyrics. So those are the things that we are going to be discussing and the potential that she has in the past, whether or not she has dated women or entertained the idea of it. But again, um, this is speculation that is drawn because of her word choices, her lyric choices, and the representation she places in music videos like. Um, you need to calm down when she dyed her hair, the bi flag color. And when she presented on good morning America and the bi flag color. So this isn't, it's not like Taylor isn't asking for some of this representation and also no other superstar lurks on social media the way Taylor does. So if you think she hasn't seen gay swift talk and doesn't know what people are saying, you're sorely mistaken because she calls it Taylor King for a reason she knows what people are saying and she hasn't said anything against it. So um, if it's going to bother you, us discussing that, you should probably skip this episode um, because if you send me mean emails, I just won't respond to them. Cool? Cool. 
All right. Where do you guys want to start? Should we start with Red? Should we start? Like, I don't think Lover personally got enough attention, but should we start with Red since it just came out? Yeah, I think we should start with Red. Okay. Everyone's first impressions of Red, and we'll go in a circle. We'll go with Stacy first. I'm so sorry. My dogs are barking. So if you hear them, they're just really passionate about this album also. Um, <laughs> but it, like, I don't know, like, for all the Taylor's version stuff, I just think, like, the sounds are so much more rich, like, musically and vocally and 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 so many cool harmonies. And I just literally, like, the whole album to me is so phenomenal. <laughs> But like all too well, the 10 minute version, and I know you have a different view on this than I do. Like to me, it's just as good as the whole, like I could have gotten a whole album with that and I would have been like, or without it. And it would have been great. Or she could have just released that. And I literally would have been just as happy. I think like changed my life. I love it so much. I mean, obviously there's other songs on this album that I absolutely love. Um, but the all too well, 10 minute version is just, I don't like I literally don't I cried when I listened to it Erin so Red was not my favorite album um but Jackie yeah Jackie was always like no Red 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 and I was just like Jackie okay fine I'll listen to Red so I listened to Red the deluxe version right so I listened to it and I'm like you know what actually I think I do really like this so then when Taylor's version came out, I was super excited because I had just discovered that this album was really awesome and that I really liked it, that I liked more than just the songs that were played on the radio, right? Like I liked all of it. And I was just very surprised by that because some of them are country-ish and I'm just not a fan of country Taylor. That's just not my jam. Fearless has a lot of country on it. Do I love Fearless? Sure, I love it because it's Taylor, but it would not be my first album that I put on. Red, I enjoy it a lot, a lot. And the Vault songs, there's something about like new Taylor music that just makes me so excited. So like the Vault songs are really what drives me to love this album so much. Like I love the Vault songs. Every single Vault song I love. All Too Well, 10 Minute Version. Um, All Too Well is one of my very favorite songs ever. Right, Same. Like, so right, it's like, the best bridge of any song by any person ever. Right, right. Like it's, it is the top of my list. Like if you were gun to my head, your favorite song of all time, what would it be? I'd say all too well. Like it just, it does not matter. It would be all too well. The 10 minute version had, I had to pull my car over. Like I was so taken back by it. Like I just had to sit there and let the lyrics like reside in my heart before I could like make any sort of movement like I just had to like be like okay cool here you go here's here's your room in my heart and you're gonna you're gonna stay here and I'm never letting you leave um I love it I love everything about it and there are moments though and I will say this there are are moments that I feel like some of these lyrics may have come out later than when she originally wrote all too well like I feel like she may have like workshopped it a little as she aged which is fine I'm fine with that I don't give a fuck that being said it's still it's it's awesome but the album as a whole I dig I love I think it's great and hearing her sing older songs with such with with such a richer voice is just really really amazing really amazing. Uh, one of the reasons that so 
I, and I think Stacy has too, have been a Swifty since debut, like hardcore Swifty. I was what, 22 years old, something like that. 21. Um, no, I was older than that. I guess it was 25. Um, (laughs) but the red for those of us that have always loved her was the first pop album. So it was her first venture away from country music and into pop, which is why I think it meant so much to so many of us. So it's interesting to hear the vault tracks because the vault tracks are much more country. So you can Mm. see why she intentionally left them off because she was trying because what red is the predecessor to 1989. Right. Mm. So you can see that she was intentionally making that transition. So, but we didn't realize that time. And don't you think that's funny that I don't really like country Taylor, but Mm -hmm. I love the vault songs, which are because you love Taylor now. No, but I mean, if you were to play speak now for me, I'd be like, Mm-mm. okay, I easy. Just, I know. Chill on speak now I, because right. that, <laughs> that is a phenomenal favorite. album. It's not my favorite though. Right. It is not it's my not favorite. Mine either. Like, I'm not saying like, turn it off. I don't want to listen to it. It's just, it's, I would be like, I'd rather you play 1989. For sure. But for those of us that didn't know 1989 was ever going to exist yet, getting read for the first time and hearing her transition into pop music and away from country, because she was already country pop. And remember, pop then was like that total, like, kind of like alternate. No, but like, no, because it was 2006 when the debut album came out. So now you're talking about a little more that like pop punk kind of sound mm-hmm. so songs like state of grace and holy ground like yeah those were so not country right mm-hmm. so that's why red holds such a special place to like long time swifties because it was the first time you watched her kind of grow up in front of us like really grow up with the rest of us we were glad to see her move away from kind of the teenage songs and into you know being a young 20 something year old woman mm-hmm. and how'd you feel about red I really liked it. I know you have been talking to me for a while about how great Red was, just like Aaron described. And and I started listening to Red, the original release. And but I was so excited to hear this next version just because of the vault uh songs, because I was excited to see what was going to end up on those. And and I went back and I was looking at my that text that I sent you guys about, okay, here are my top three songs from this album. And they were the acoustic version of State of Grace. I just, I feel like that connected with my soul in a way that that a lot of music doesn't. And then the other thing, the other song that I really loved was Message in a Bottle mm-hmm. from The Vault, yeah. which is very different as far as the type of music that I normally connect with deeply, but for some reason that that had a great um, like pop sound to it. That was really, I was like, I went and listened to it tonight when I was like going back and reviewing what I thought. And I was like, gosh, yeah, I really love this. And it's different from the songs I normally connect with that, you know, that she releases. And then the other one that I really loved was the um, the moment I knew. And gosh, I got so much from that. I was listening to it objectively and thinking it's that moment that you realize something significant is shifting. And in the song, it was about a time like at a party, an event that somebody didn't show up. 
but I feel like it's that moment that somebody that you realize somebody's not going to be there for you, whether it be physically or emotionally. It's like this person is incapable of being what I needed them to be in this moment. And I'm thinking, I can't believe she wrote this song like back when she was in her early 20s, because, you know, I'm in my 50s. Oh my gosh. And I just realized this now. <laughs> I think <laughs> almost like what's her, going on? well, and I don't know about you, but I think almost her age now, like, like knowing that she has so much more life experience now hearing her sing the same lyrics, they almost right. take different meanings just because that's of, a good point. You know, like, a, like, I don't know if the inflections are, I don't know they just seem different. Doesn't it? It's, it, it was like, wow, I can't like this has a lot of meaning behind it or it could have, and maybe it's just my own personal experiences and I'm taking that, but it's like, wow. I mean, it really is like the moment I knew when somebody either physically or emotionally can't be there for you. And it's never going to happen. It's never going to be there. They're, it's not that one moment. It's they proven to me that it's not going to, it's not going to be there, but overall, I love the album. I love listening to it. I think that um, I, I, I just, I just love the fact that she's going back and she's re-recording because I really didn't connect with her music until the 1989 album. And I think it's because of her voice and her maturity. And now I love the fact that she's going back and she's re-recording with a more mature voice. And to Stacy's point, those inflections and there's something that she's learned some, like some wisdom that she's imparting in the, in how she's performing uh, the lyrics and the music and the tracks that she's laying down, the people that she's, including in these um to help to collaborate with i just uh, right I just like love the phoebe it. I just bridgers love it all. song oh so good so uh, i yeah i think one of the reasons that they say like taylor swift is the music industry is because it's not often taylor became successful at 16 like she she flew off the charts at 16 and she has remained successful and with very little controversy up till now that she's 32. I know that there's a whole Kanye thing, but who cares? So and that wasn't that wasn't her fault. Right. Yeah. But I think because she actually she she has gone in and taken charge of her marketing, her brand. She wasn't going to let the music industry paint her any way than what she was comfortable with. And it's very rare that you see artists, especially when they start at that age, improve over time. It, it would have been easy for her to be like, I don't give a shit if half you people don't like my voice. I'm the best songwriter this generation will see. I'm not going to improve. But you can see the improvement over the years. And I feel like Red was a love letter to her fans because I, I feel like she went back and listened to everything because she got a huge boost after Red right? That's when more people, she became more mainstream. It wasn't just country that was listening to. Sure, some of her songs were on pop radio, but they had a huge pop influx to it. And so Red was the first time before 1989, which is where a lot of people started listening to her, where people started, you know, All Too Well was intentionally not made a single. So not only did she come back and make it a single this time, she made it a 10 minute fucking short film that she thought on 35. Taylor is extra. Always, always, always fucking extra. She cast the parts perfectly. Like she went in all of this thought and, and attention to detail and love and effort gets poured into everything she puts out. You can feel it. And everyone 
when they were all saying like, oh, she can re-release her masters, but it won't matter. You won't recreate the magic that was made that first time. Taylor said, hold my fucking wine. I'm going in the studio and not only am I going to re-record it and it's going to be better, I'm going to give the fans all the songs I didn't release at the time, which took way more time to record, way more production, cost her way more money, which I, I, I felt like she was saying, I want you guys to buy this again, but I don't expect you just to do it out of loyalty to me. I'm going to give you more. And that's such a good point, Jackie. Yeah. I think she has a respect for her fans that other artists don't have, or they take for granted. And I don't feel like Taylor has ever done that with her fans. Like nothing new breaks my heart because you could see at 22, she was, it's, it's to her fans. When are you going to get tired of me? When will the next new thing turn your heads? When Mm -hmm. will my crying randomly not be cute anymore. When will you just be over it? When will it, you want the new ingenue? Right. Like when she puts words in like that, I'm like, and you have to look off. them up. I know you're just like, what? I know, <laughs> but, that's, yeah. but that's why I, I don't know. I mean, I get what you're saying, Aaron, about the all too well, the 10 minute version and like maybe, but I don't know. Cause the other thing I like Taylor Swift's not a liar. And no, like, I'm not saying no, she I know is you're not saying she isn't. I'm just saying, okay, like, I was this like, is, whoa, whoa, no, whoa, no, no. I'm literally done here because I never <laughs> fucking said that. <laughs> no, me and Jackie were talking about drink, it. Aaron. Me and Jackie were talking about it. And <laughs> I said, I couldn't drink. Not till the podcast started. Oh, <laughs> you're, okay. so, you're supposed to start drinking. Your intention's running high. Take a fucking drink. Go get your, your potato wine. <laughs> 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 I just don't want Taylor to listen to this randomly. Oh, I, that I, Aaron I, chick said I'm Aaron's a liar. Never, Aaron's never said anything but wonderful things about Taylor. Um, <laughs> oh but goodness. but we were talking about like like she's said that this is that's the version she wrote, and so so I really believe it because you hear other lyrics and even the lyrics that are already in All Too Well, and it's like, yeah, she wrote that at that age, which is crazy. So I can see those lyrics. I can see those lyrics. Existing. And you know what? Maybe. And when we talked on the phone about this and I had said, it feels very folklore to me. And, but that's because I know folklore now, maybe right. folklore was alive in her then. And she just hadn't matured enough yet. And those were like the little seeds dropping that's that like I'm one saying. day, right. Mm-hmm. That one day she was going to give us something like folklore evermore. And I only see throwbacks to it of it now because we already have those it. things. Right. You've experienced it. Right. So I don't know. I going back to like moment two, um, nothing new you can hear. So one of the things I've always appreciated about Taylor, and I think it's because she's not like a trained singer the way other people are necessarily. And I'm not one of those people that doesn't like Taylor's voice. I love Taylor's voice, but I think because she's not trained in the same way that others are, she's one of the few artists and maybe it's intentional because everything's intentional with her. You can hear the emotion in certain songs. You can feel it. Like, that's and I think I that's like what connects re- with her. That's what I like about these re-releases because her voice just, and trust right. me, I love her. I've always loved her, but w- during the, you know, those first two albums live, her live was not mm-hmm. my favorite. You've always loved her for lyrics and now she's totally. like a good But singer. now like her voice is very mm-hmm. good. And then when, when she, she takes that pause in Ronan where she takes that deep breath. That was, I had held it together through listening to that whole song. And that song hit me harder than anything else on that. Like I'm tearing up yeah. nothing in a matter. Yeah. It's because I have a kid at the same age. Like when she takes that breath, I felt like everyone was kind of taking their breath 
at that moment. And when you hear the story behind it, and she had read that mom's blog, and then because she took words from that mom's blog, gives her writing credit on it so that Ronan's cancer fund will always have a steady stream beyond what she already donates to it. And the fact that she texted her first to make sure she could include it on red permanently. Like, I don't know. I, I don't think any other artist, and I don't know all of them, so I could be wrong. I've never heard of any that takes such care with their fans because she is the world's biggest pop star. She mm-hmm. could do whatever she wants, mm-hmm. but she takes such care. She credits the people who do her makeup. She credits the, I mean, when you see the all too well music video, she credits people that brought coffee. Like there's <laughs> like, she credits fucking everybody. Cause she never wants to take anything away from any artist, no matter how s- seemingly small the contribution is. And I think that just speaks to her as a person. And and I, I just, I have such tremendous respect for her. And I'm glad she's ne- she hasn't lost that throughout the course of her career because it would be very, very easy to, because she is the fucking music industry. Mm-hmm. No, one, no one had a platinum album this last year except Taylor Swift. No one. Like, it's, she's just incredible. I hey, and do- when most people were like not doing anything during the pandemic, like during puzzle, oh my doing god, puzzles. I can barely write a fucking albums. book. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she writes two albums and then re-releases two other, like, mm-hmm. and a video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, Maybe yeah. she's the one who needs to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> so let's actually um, let's talk about a different song in Red that we got a lot of emails about the very first night. And how she intentionally leads you up to, you don't know how much I miss her throughout the entire song, and then intentionally changes it to you. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about that? Uh, Pofa on, on her or very intentional <laughs> to know that she meant her? Wait, did you say Pofa? Yeah, but that's not what I meant. <laughs> Instead of faux pas. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I switched the words around. She's very around. excited. She's very excited. It's the new GIF. Poor Erin. Do you think it was getting picked on? Intentional or totally? Everything with Taylor is intentional. It's intentional. Yes. Like everything every she single does. thing she does is intentional. I don't think she ever is like accidentally does something that was like, oh, that caught on. I guess I'll just go with it. Like, I truly think she is. And it's because she's been in the public eye for so long. Like she can't just do something right. Like she can't just. Yeah. Walk like so a much, so much attention gets paid right, to everything like, she does that it has she to be. Has to, like everything she does, like takes a certain amount of like thought. I think that it's like, everything she does is thought out not like calculated because that sounds really manipulative but just like she intentionally yeah like Mm -hmm. she thinks about it she makes sure that whatever she's doing that it's going to come off in a certain way and if it comes off in a different way like well she she leads you right up to the brink and even she could have even switched it out to say they don't know how much i miss ya and it would have made more sense than you like the you is very it's jarring it doesn't ri- yeah it so doesn't rhyme yeah that it feels out of place and like Aaron I think you're right I think things are calculated and I don't think calculated that word 
I know, but I know, I know calculated, like that word doesn't have to have negative connotations. I think everything she does is super methodical and really laid out. And I think you're meant to be kind of jarred, you know, by that. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's intentional. She doesn't write songs. So we don't think about them. I honestly thought I, like, it was more jarring than had she put in her. Mm. Like, because then everyone's like, no, she's not. Ta-. Cause then you'd be like, oh, she's talking about a friend's like what blah, blah, blah. But the intentional hidden. I think that's why. Yeah, I think so too. And this is why people talk about her being queer. Like <laughs> stop saying you can't talk about it because she does shit like this. Like it's and bonkers. And that's where I truly believe in my heart of hearts that she is, and this is her way of saying it. Oh yeah. Like you said, she knows this has been discussed 4 million times, you know, 4 million one tonight. Like, it is literally like everything that happens in her life. She knows that it's under a microscope. She knows that queer people are going to hear this and go, hmm. And even some not queer people that are like, she's probably queer. Like, I think at the end, at, at the end of the day, everybody take a drink. Uh, <laughs> I truly think that she, she, this is her way of saying we're right. But here's my question though. She's so supportive of the community why not just come because out? why why does she need to it's that yeah. same it's that same idea that like you know what this is she may not think that she may just fall in love with the person right like she may never want to say like i am this because everything gets attached to that it doesn't matter who you are what you do like if jennifer aniston came out tomorrow as a bisexual she would forever be Jennifer Aniston, who's a bisexual. I, I actually and think all she, of Aaron's dreams would come oh, true. I Literally honestly think she <laughs> doesn't come out um, because then all of the people she's been with would be outed oh. because the media would not rest yeah. until they uncovered every I, single I, person I, I, that she slept I with. I think she hasn't come out because she hasn't met the person she needs to come out for. Oh, I mean, but I, I think she hasn't had, I think she hasn't had a relation. I think maybe if she like, there's that speculation about Carly and others. others. <laughs> I think if there was an opportunity Long to, list. Be, to be in a relationship <laughs> with someone that was willing to be in that relationship with her, to be honest and to be open and to be out. Right. That then she, I think, I think in her heart of hearts, I think she's a good person. I think she's, I think she's someone who wants to be authentic at the end of the day, but why, why do that unless it's for someone who's willing well, to be there and give their so, all for you? You're so right. Very, and because, well said it. Yeah, yeah, because I think that, yeah, because all of these are relationships that were in the past that had ended. Yeah. Right. She was in like a current happy relationship with a woman. Then right. yeah, I think she'd come out. That's a good right. point. Well, I mean, that's all it takes. <laughs> Come I mean, on, really oh, like, 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 but they have to be, but they have to be willing to to stand up for her too, right? And if she's gonna, and if and it, whoever it is who's on the other side of that relationship, I mean, we were talking about this before the before we started recording. If you're in a relationship with her, like your your life is turned upside down, and she writes about that in her songs, and Peace. unless. Yeah. Unless you're willing to allow that to happen and still 
be by her side, even though you know your life is going to be turned upside down, because that's exactly what's going to happen to her life. Her per, her public facing life will be turned upside down. Well, so and you saw it in Miss. That, sorry, go ahead. You know, it's got to be mutual. Like she's got to know that that's going to be. It's going to it's going to be mutual, and and they're going to be there to support each other as both of their lives are being turned upside down. Well, and you saw Miss Americana. There's a whole meeting about even her releasing a statement about voting. Like right. she doesn't, true. she doesn't, people are constantly like, well, it's 2021. She should just come out. Like it's not a big deal. She doesn't have the same lives we do. Oh, like there, exactly. there's, and right, I'm like not even just talking about that. Like, well, I'm not even talking about popularity. I'm talking about death threats. Like right. Taylor can't perform in certain countries if she's an out person. Right. Like there's, there's a lot more writing on her being out about things yeah. than it, me or Anne or Stacy or sorry, not Stacy, Aaron. <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> even on purpose. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was not on purpose. I'm just saying like, there's, we can't it even felt, begin. It felt calculated. Jackie. It felt calculated. <laughs> we can't even begin to imagine. Stacey, is there something you need to tell us? The amount of people that weigh in in on her every decision and public because she has right. been talking about secret love uh d- disguised love um invisible love I- invisible lockets for since well since red well mm-hmm. a little bit in fearless too but really her entire discography is like littered with these secret love affairs mm-hmm. which you're a white cis straight female how secret do you need <laughs> to be about like and when she says like reputation's all about joe alwyn i'm sorry joe alwyn is the most average dude that has ever existed like why is he such a big fucking secret like why do you need to hold because his hand in the he's dark? good like, for her reputation <laughs> i'm just saying like all of these all of these like lingering lyrics don't add up to joe they just don't and i don't believe i do believe that sometimes she takes a little bit of leeway to make a song sound good and not all of it is 100 percent like representative or mirroring her actual life like that's just not possible i mean we watched her and jack um come up with getaway car like that one series of lyrics like i don't think it's all representative but the constant in- inclusion of secrecy and deception and and keeping things under a veil and all these things don't add up to the way a straight white cis artist would have to live her life unless mm-hmm. there was something else going on it just doesn't make sense i mean there's a lot of cis white straight artists that do it but it's because they were having an affair with one person she can't possibly have been having affairs with like <laughs> since she was 17 years old with every freaking person that matters but in that same vein there, we got some comments about Red having some gay undertones. Um, sorry, not Red. All too well. Uh, the video, not the song, the video having some gay undertones. So I wanted to get your guys' interpretation of it. So um, one person said, well, let me pull it up. Do you notice that when she's in the apartment before she goes and does her reading that all the pictures hanging on the wall are of women? I will go back and watch it. Yeah, right yeah. Now. <laughs> I, I had no idea. Jackie, did you see that? 
Uh, no, well, I did now because I went back and watched it. Yeah. Oh, okay. But all the all the pictures hanging up there are women. Uh, when she does the credits, she calls when she's kind of wandering around um, in that. I, I think it's an art exhibit afterwards, just mm-hmm. like mulling over what has happened to her. In the credits, all the women she's staring at are listed as dream girls. So oh. there's that other connotation to it. And um, so then pictures hanging on the wall are of women. And then when you look out into the audience, again, it's all women and it's a throwback then to the cover of Alice in Wonderland, which is very closely tied to Diana Agron with the whole Wonderland uh, story about how Wonderland was actually about her and Diana actually had that tattoo that she had removed after her and Taylor's friendship ended. Never again. Never do that. Like, but I would so never it's, get a tattoo removed if we together. <laughs> we ended up not being friends. Just right. Saying. So it's it's just interesting, all these little like tidbits. And I don't know, maybe it's you re- maybe it was meant to be she figured out how to make it on her own. She realized she didn't need a person's love to succeed. She didn't need this man. She didn't need all these things. Or or, or. she realized something else. So it, it so much is left up to interpretation, but some of our listeners brought that up. So um I guess you guys don't have thoughts because you didn't realize they were in there just well, like I, I did not. I have thoughts now. Okay, sure. <laughs> then let's hear um, <laughs> Okay, thought number one, queer. Thought number two, queer. Thought number three, queer. Like, okay, first of all, that I'm kind of being a dick about that. Like, or... or <laughs> no, don't say it. <laughs> okay, so no, like, I think, obviously, Taylor is very much a feminist, right? Like, very much for feminism. Um, you you know, like obviously most of her songs are about like women rising up and like being okay at the end of it. Like I've got my heart broke. I'm going to figure this out. Right. Like, okay. That being said, I think some of this, uh, women identification and throughout the video could very well be that this man broke her heart. And she realizes that like, at the end of the day, drink again, um, there's going to be uh, there's going to be like, obviously things that happen that, um, women are going to appreciate. They're going to be the people that are going to listen to her. Like, obviously she wrote a book. So like in that video, like these women are the ones that are kind of read this book that are going to. So I think that probably has a little bit to do with the women on the walls. Like that's maybe that's it's just a whole precursor about how this guy breaks her heart, but maybe that's not who she's super into. I saw a lot of TikToks about the whole like the red scarf being represent you know representative of her virginity and that just gross also also gross yes but I do see that happening you get to speculate about her virginity but we're not supposed to talk about whether or not she's queer you not you no I know I know what you're yeah 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 (laughs) yeah but I didn't I didn't notice it I didn't I mean I don't know maybe I I have a different like lens obviously that I'm looking at it but I but I pick it up in all the other songs but in this video I I didn't I um I don't know I all all too well is always Jake in my mind yeah for sure probably why even in that movie I'm like it's Jake but I think I think the reason people pick up on different things in the movie is because yes the song was written about Jake 100 but she has said 
unequivocally that it's it's transitioned to something else that this song belongs to us now and it's more representative of people's breakups and like that heartbreak that you feel when you've been gaslit by this narcissist like it's mm-hmm. not I don't know that it's about Jake anymore and how Taylor no, views it. Gra- it's grown past that, right. but that's still how it's for I look all at the it. Jakes yes. in all the world. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. It's you know, he's and girls can be Jakes too. It's not just yeah. Jake. Yeah, it's not yeah. just dudes. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving on because we have a lot to cover. Um, <laughs> this four-hour podcast. I know. What, <laughs> where where was it? What's the other video that came out? I bet you think about I me. Bet you think about me. Okay. A lot of, lot of callbacks. A lot of people had a lot of feelings about how much uh, the main character looks like uh, Josh Kushner so and much. how she's handing the, the woman the scarf and how she flicks the guy the off guy the wedding off cake. The wedding cake. I, <laughs> and I noticed the, that. I was like, oh boy. And <laughs> how her dress was very reminiscent to the one Carly Kloss wore to the Met Gala. And mm. how when the spotlight comes on them, I noticed this one too. When the spotlight comes on on them at the end, the spotlight's on the bride, not not mm-hmm. the groom. So there's, but there's also a lot of straight shit in there too. So it's like real, it, it's she's like playing to both audiences, much like a bi woman. <laughs> no disrespect. No disrespect. I don't mean it. Like, don't come at me. So what do you, what do you guys, what do you guys think about it? Let's start with the straight girl. Well, oh. There were too many Easter eggs. I, mean, I can't answer that. <laughs> there were, first of all, there were so many Easter eggs in that video that like, I didn't even know how to process it. Like it was hard to even like keep track of all of the things. But I definitely got those vibes that it was, it, it, he looks, I mean, it's Miles Teller, right? Yeah. And yeah. his wife, his actual wife that played it, which oh, was adorable. Okay. She's yeah. so pretty. Totally. But I definitely was getting like Josh and Carly vibes from it. And just like, I mean, that's never really been addressed. And I did see a TikTok recently that was not, it was just somebody who does like blind items and stuff. And they were talking about, you know, whatever happened to, you know, Carly and, and Taylor and they were best friends and blah, blah, blah. And that was her take on it too, was that they didn't just, well, I mean, two things, either it was a friendship breakup because of the whole Scooter Braun situation and Josh's and, and there's even some rumors that Josh invested in Scooter, like purchasing up. I know it's so gross. And so, um, or that it that it's this relationship. And to me, yeah, it seemed definitely like it's such a jilted lover kind of song. But the emphasis was, even though there are so many straight things in it, the emphasis is so much on the bride. Which I get because that's the role like she would have I don't I feel like you can take it either way, which like well, there's also a lot of queer high. undertones in it, just like the groomsman, one's in a skirt. Like there's a lot of also just queer undertones yeah. to it that you and can take from it, which is nice. Oh, for, for yeah. sure. For sure. But flicking the guy off the cake and leaving the woman up there, I feel. If you were straight, you would have flicked the woman off of the cake. Totally. Yeah. Because you're you would want to Unless you're a feminist, you're it's feminist. not her fault. Oh, I know. I'd be like, pink. I don't know. I don't know. But it's also this whole like, <laughs> there's also, so that whole like cherry popping thing where we all know that um, uh, Haley Kiyoko and uh, what's her name? 
What's the other one's name? Begins with an F. Help me out, gay girls. Fletcher released a song together called Cherry, like the right in the same week. Like there's all these. I don't know. There, you could you could totally take it either way, which is why I love her and hate her all at the same time because it's so open to whatever lens you're going to view it through. Which I also think is super intentional, like super fucking intentional. Also, I do think it's telling though, having him play the role when Blake Lively directed that video. It would have been very easy to get Ryan Reynolds to play the groom, and probably boosted the watchability. Like more people would right. have even watched it. Yeah, she would have made more money. Not that many people of like Miles Teller. Not that right. many people I mean, like he's him. fine. I don't have anything he's against Miles Teller. He's just not like super famous. Right. Well, especially well, after she, she cast intentionally people that were very reminiscent of Jake Gyllenhaal for All Too Well. This one comes out. So you have to assume that the casting was also super intentional. And she picked a married couple, a married couple. The other interesting thing is if it was actually his ex that's like infiltrating this wedding, he's trying to like get to her the whole time. He's not avoiding her. So it's almost like he's trying to cut her off from doing something instead of... You know, do you know what I mean? Like, like (laughs) he doesn't want her to talk to the bride as much as he just doesn't want her in there. So, but also it's a fantasy, like he's just thinking about it. So it could be interpreted both. It's kind of genius, actually. (laughs) Like truly, when you think about it, it's fucking genius. I'm shocked that there aren't like college courses, just like Taylor Swift. (laughs) Guys, we're alive at the same time as her. So that's just like Yeah. It'll be in the modern day Shakespeare. Yeah. For sure. Like I think it's really interesting to me to think about. Like how much thought goes, well, obviously like we as writers know, like how much goes into like writing a book, right? Like, you know, like there's gotta be some sort of plot, you know, that goes into writing a book, obviously some sort of plot. (laughs) Some of them are real sketchy. Some of them are really tight. You don't know. That being said, when you think about a Taylor Swift song, oh, oh, wait, no, it's at the end of the day. It's both. both. I guess I need to go get some more, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Okay, so- um, the, it's like every Taylor Swift song you listen to is a journey, oh, right? Yeah. Like every single one, it has a beginning, a middle and an end. And I'm not just saying that to be like some, Oh, this is so smart. What I'm saying. No, it's like you start it with her, you go through it with her and you end it with her. And you're always in this like weird, like moment of, it's like, you can, like, you almost feel like you're sitting there with her and she's singing to you about whatever this is about. And it, 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 it drives me nuts because it's so fucking crazy. But at the end of the day, oh, oh damn. I don't think I'm right enough here for this. Yeah. <laughs> it's also really fucking impressive. It's so impressive because we spend how much time writing a book? And oh. she puts all this effort into how many songs? You know what I'm saying? I just it's probably just as much, if not more. So fucking impressive. And I I'm just I continue to be impressed by her. Impressed. Does anyone else have any more thoughts on red before we move on to um other other things? 
other queer things. Other queer things. <laughs> I just, I just loved it. Yeah, I'm just so excited so that she re-released it. And Jackie, that you had already got me focused on it so that I had a good baseline to start with. Uh, so thank you for that. And, You're welcome, uh, Anne. Anytime and I can I, convert someone, I'm I'm happy to do so. And, and I and I do and I'm trying to do the same thing as I'm having <laughs> conversations with other people about just how awesome Taylor Swift is. <laughs> but no, it's really it's. I can't wait to listen to the to the rest of her. Have you heard? Oh my God, Reputation's behavior. vault tracks are going to be insane. I, I can't I love wait her for Reputation. Reputation no. is going to blow my mind. <laughs> I know. Like, I don't know that I can. No, no we can. No. We can. We can. But with we all can. of them, I think that's the thing. Like, on this one, I think everybody was, like, so focused on the 10-minute version of All Too Well. Like, that's going to be the thing that really, like, whatever. But now we're moving into, like, some real intense stuff. Like, when you get, I think, with, like, 1989 and Reputation oh, yeah. that I just, oh. like, don't know that I'm... Per- aired for 1989 is gonna blow 1989 was my uh my gateway taylor album that was mine too i will i vividly remember buying it at target and being like (laughs) oh you actually physically bought (laughs) i bought the cd yeah like the cd and i will never forget hiding it in my fucking like the console of my jeep because i was like Everyone thinks I hate Taylor. If they see that I bought her album, Katie, Katie, fucker, found it, pulled it out, and was like, "I thought you didn't like Taylor Swift." Yeah, and I was like, "You know what? Fuck off! I like her now. She writes her own songs and her own. She writes everything: lyrics, music, whatever. I'm all about, I'm all about artists writing their own music and lyrics, That's Katie. Right. Like, I tried to like play it off like I wasn't some sort of closet Taylor fan. But Holy you shit, were. I was a I was a closet Taylor. Look at okay you. Now come you're out. out and proud. Okay yeah, I am. You know. You know how much hate I used to get for being such a diehard Swifty because it's not what you expect from me, like no. at all. And people are, <laughs> all, but that's I what got, we love about you. Okay, here's the her. thing: ever since Folklore and Evermore, now I'm not such a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. people are now like devout Taylor Swift fans ever since Folklore and Evermore, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, Mom plays Willow every night before she goes oh, to bed that's a great choice oh my god i love your mom i, <laughs> I bought her a special thing in my guest bedroom so she could connect her phone via bluetooth and have a good yes. speaker experience every time she stays because at night she likes to right before she as she's getting ready to go to bed she loves to play taylor swift Oh, that's delightful. Sounds like a really good idea. <laughs> All right. We're gonna do we're gonna in in um honor of not making this like a three-hour podcast, we are going to do seven minutes where we talk about because we got a lot of emails about this too. A lot of people are really convinced that Lover was going to be her coming out album. Yeah. And a lot of the aesthetics, the whole era, a, a ton of the songs are that I think that was one of the first times um, people who may have never noticed before started noticing that there was a lot of undertones, like blatant undertones um, that didn't necessarily exist. Like everything from Cruel Summer, The Archer. um, I mean, The Archer is pretty blatant. Cornelia Street, Death by a Thousand Cuts. 
false god screams false god hey. really is yeah. yeah and i mean i mean we don't even have to talk about like um you need to calm down like that's pretty obvious right. but like yeah. afterglow and it's nice to have a friend mm-hmm. there there are a lot what do you guys think i'm not going to go into like a diagnostic of every because i assume that the people listening to this are very familiar with lover already do you guys think it was intended to be her coming out album and she had a breakup because then we go into a really depressing time period of folklore and evermore which is like laced with breakup songs so you remember the video or the um was it miss americana where she's going through the whole process of exploring the the uh the video and the song she's like and this is what makes you you and it's and it talks about the things that her pride collaborative kittens, songwriter yeah kittens, and this is what makes me me and she said gay pride i uh, even, even the most <laughs> You're a pretty big ally. Would you say that? The biggest ally in the world isn't going to make the (laughs) first thing you say. I wish everyone listening me me is gay pride. I wish everyone listening could have seen Anne's face because she was like, "No one can see you." I know. I don't know. I don't ever. That's what made me me as a person coming out of the closet the first time i went to a gay pride it changed my life okay in the like, man yeah the man well but i don't know the man i feel like i feel like any feminist summer is the summer does especially that's like, five thousand cuts false god, oh god. cheerleading in the background yeah the part where in Cruel Summer, when she's like, you know, I, I don't want to keep secrets just to keep you. Mm-hmm. Like, that yeah. means whomever it's about. And there's multiple. And it wasn't Joe at that time. And right. why well, would no, you keep that's... a secret if you were in a straight relationship? But it means the other person. Right, because none of her other straight to, relationships yeah. have been secret. But one of but whomever <laughs> she was with didn't want to be out. I don't want to keep secrets just to keep Keep you like, you you know what, if you don't want to be out with me, then I don't want to keep you like that. That goes back to my point. I made earlier. She's not going to come out until she's got someone who's willing to have her back through her ride or die. Well, she talks about that. She talks about that long pond too. Right. When they're talking about peace. When she's talking to Aaron, who, oh my God, Aaron is such a fucking treasure. I love right? him so much. Oh, yes. damn, I thought he, you were me. No, well, you too, Bird. Aaron, Aaron you too, Bird. Is, you're also <laughs> bird, you're a treasure. Yeah. But when she's talking about peace in the Long Pond Studios, uh, and she's talking about how if you are even friends with her, you're going to get photographed from yes. a half a mile away. Like, it, there's no... And I mean, everyone, we can sit here and be like, who cares? You're dating Taylor Swift. That that's a lot. That's it's a, a huge, lot yeah. to I mean, accept I'm as a person. I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm just saying like, we, yeah, that's giving up a lot. Think of all the things you do that you don't, they, they can be totally inconsequential and you still don't want it plastered all over every, you can't go out for coffee with your friends. Right. You can't like just run up to the bank. You can't, I mean, without a bra on. Yeah. who You can't yeah. just run up and go get champagne at a store without people coming. You know, like there's so many things that I don't think people consider. 
And she talks about that in peace. And I couldn't help but thinking while I was watching Long Pond, I was like, yeah, but nobody fucking cares about Joe Alwyn. Like nobody, like nobody, <laughs> nobody fucking but, cares but about London him. boy. He's London boy was on Lover. That's the only thing that makes me think like. But there's also a lot of parallels between uh, Joe and Lily Aldridge, like a shit ton where we, I mean, we could do a whole different, we may want to make this a series. I don't know, because <laughs> there, Aaron and I have consumed in kind of gross mm. amount of like, Lily Aldridge and Taylor Swift stuff like it's there's there's a lot like she was wearing reputation jewelry through all of reputation like actual like an $88,000 reputation necklace wait which isn't it Donaldson oh I'm sorry sorry Lily Donaldson Donaldson Donaldson. like she was walking around with an $88,000 snake necklace through all of reputation which that's a lot I'm just saying like supermodels aren't known for like repurposing their jewelry over and over and over again so it was definitely a statement piece <laughs> like yeah, she was she was the only uh friend that well she not the only friend but she was there with her at thanksgiving when joe wasn't like there's a lot of stuff that kind of links the two of them and together like whenever and they grew they up in, in london the, they grew they up in together. the same neighborhood and i was it london joe. boy or london b-o-i mm-hmm. wow well, no, it says one and boy, but they grew up in the same neighborhood. <laughs> they look very, anyway, that's a whole different, I don't want to, I don't want to stick on this, but. <laughs> Jackie's like, it makes us sound real fucking nuts, which we are, but it's okay. <laughs> Listen, we're obviously not the only ones because of how fine. many fucking emails we got about this. I love like it. I mean, there's right. something there. There's something. We're obviously not. There's a whole freaking podcast dedicated to There's it. PowerPoint presentation. Oh my God. Tumblr. So opened a whole rabbit hole. (laughs) I, my take on lover. I, I think, I don't think she was going to, I think that was the time she was getting ready to admit that she was bi. Yeah. I do think that otherwise she wouldn't have made the good morning America appearance in her bi flag. She wouldn't have dyed her hair by for her music video. Like there's all of these things that if it's not on purpose, it, she's queer baiting. Like she's being very intentionally harmful to the queer community. Like, and that's, she also took out her and Katy Perry were supposed to kiss at the end of um, you need to calm down video. And she took it out because it didn't test well in a focus group. Mm-hmm. Like there. So don't tell me she's not intentional. Like right. she took right. that part out because it didn't test well. Right. So, right. so then if one kiss doesn't test well, your whole life won't. coming out doesn't so then very well. okay maybe leave- because it was katie fucking perry though God. so we leave the <laughs> right yeah, who's katie yeah. perry she perry. doesn't have the history that taylor has right well, she and, doesn't well, like uh, she had one gay song you know like i kissed a girl and i liked it okay whatever get out of here okay she, let me just stand up for there a second there are some girls i really didn't because katie perry is phenomenal live Okay, okay, I believe that. That's fine. Just, I believe that. It's totally fine, but don't but, kiss Katy Perry. Like of all right. people, but it was because you could of their kiss feud. a girl, not like it. It's okay. no, it wasn't because of, I don't think it was because of that song. It was because of their feud. I agree. I understand what it was, bef- what it was about, but it's like there's not okay, just right here. Like there's not a lot of people that like are hardcore Katy stands, right? Like they don't. They're not like, yeah, Katy Perry, like she's obviously a very good pop star and she has like a very good following, right? And she sells out stadiums. That's fine. My point is it's Taylor Swift. Okay. Like. I agree with you, Aaron. It would have been better had it been a different girl. 
Let's for a woman. Let's get into the folklore Evermore era, which I truly think yeah, maybe let's get some in of the- and never leave. My personal take is this is some of the best songwriting that's ever existed. In the ever. history of songs. And I don't care what people say. Like I it's, agree with you. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's phenomenal. Like the Especially fact that they just when this came out, the fact that it just didn't throw all the Grammys at her is just like beyond <laughs> all the Grammys in the world that the world has ever seen. This is like yeah. a once in a generation kind of album that came out that like I, me personally. I mean, you can and you can tell by how many people started liking her because right. of these two albums it showed her range it showed her depth it showed her songwriting capability i also think it it helps tremendously that she has surrounded herself with probably some of the most positive creative minds that she 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 could like whatever it is about this combination that she has made for herself is i hope she never gives it up like aaron jack follow her around everywhere just keep producing stuff for her keep playing on her albums because it is you guys have a magic that I don't even, I don't understand it. And I don't need to. Okay. <laughs> right. Like I just love the music. Keep it I, It's so, so good. Do you, do you guys remember when we sat together and listened to folklore at like, it was like midnight 30 mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Midnight. You know? And I was like, I, it was zero like dark 30 fucking toothpicks hold yeah. my eyelids open. Cause I was like, I'm not going to not do this. Mm-hmm. And we listened Worth to it. every, literally every single song and i was listening to them through jackie's microphone so it was like not the best quality and i still loved every single song every single but you know which one got me the most and i think probably you too when we listened to it on there was exile oh like listening to exile and then remember remember the first time you listened to exile for yourself on your own sound yeah. system and you heard the birds the fucking birds and then the birds then when you texted us and you were like those birds oh, those fucking birds you guys <laughs> me and you were birds i just can't handle it I okay get, i get real worked up about so folklore. folklore and evermore bring up the topic of grammy gate though and we got a lot of questions about this too oh. so we're gonna do a brief rundown of grammy gate so Jackie, you take it. And it has <laughs> nothing to do with Taylor Swift's grandmother. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so for those that don't know, Joe Alwyn, after Taylor won the Grammy for Folklore, which she absolutely deserved, Joe was added on after the fact so that he, Joe Alwyn, in case anyone was yeah. Joe Who. Yeah. Joe Who. Joe Who. IMBD. He's been in three movies. Um, Joe oh, Joe please. Ma. I'm on IMBD. Please <laughs> stop it. So he he was given a Grammy I after the fact. One movie. Yeah. He was, oh. oh movie he, he was star, given a star. Grammy after the fact, um, which caused a lot of turmoil a lot of people are pissed off because it's only been done one other time and it's when beyonce gave a grammy to blue ivy who actually sang on brown skin girl and she did it after the fact which i'm sorry when um a black person wants to make sure that they're any anyway not the same thing as taylor swift like it 
And, and if he I'm, really wrote any of that shit, he would have been included from the get-go. Blue Ivy actually yeah. performed on it. Like, let's just like, okay. Anyway, like she's already in small right. Beyonce. She was literally on it. So let's go through. Let's go through Gammy Grammy Gate. Now you have me saying Gammy. Gammy. Okay. <laughs> so some questionable things really that happened like during Long Pond. So in November of 2020, Long Pond came out, and uh, Folklore had come out in July. So this was, they'd gotten together and did like Disney had released um, kind of a behind the scenes documentary of the making of folklore um, after the fact they weren't doing it during that's important to say. So they did it after the fact, they all kind of got back together and talked about it and played all the songs um, Mm -hmm. in a recording studio. Can I just say really quick, that was such an interesting that you don't usually see a behind the scenes after uh, after yeah it was just really interesting well i kind of wonder if she because right now she's contracted with disney for three different like things and i wonder if they had a contract to do lover fest and because it got canceled she went back and said like, hey let's do this let's do this yeah so yeah. i kind of wonder if that was like an afterthought for them um so when they're all kind of sitting around the fire talking her aaron and jack they start talking about william bowery um, being the writer um, on uh, a few of the songs, which at the time, at the time this was recorded, was Betty in Exile. So um, she said, so Jack says, William and I never got to meet. And then Taylor says, there's been a lot of discussion about William Bowery and his identity because he's not a real person. Then Jack says, oh, it's not. And he's kind of like real sarcastic at this point and kind of being a douchey McDoucherson. He's had one too many wines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so Taylor does the whole like, come on, Jack. Like, um, then Jack's kind of like he's doing a bit. And she says that William Bowery is actually Joe. But then she does this like really weird gulp thing. And she's like not making eye contact with Aaron or Jack. And then she says, Joe plays the piano beautifully. He's just, he was just playing and making up and creating things. Then she says, exile was crazy because Joe had written that entire piano part, the part that Von Ivers does. And he was just singing it the whole way through. Uh, And then the whole first verse that, he just did the whole first verse. And then Jack says, lyrics too? Jesus, your lyrics too? Wow. And Aaron is just like sitting there drinking wine, trying to stay out of like the sibling dynamic that they have going on. And she just laughs it off and says, it was pretty obvious that it should be a duet because he has such a, he, he's got such a low voice and it sounded really good sung down there in that register. And like, I just want to pause here and say that like, hmm, has anyone ever heard of Joe Alwyn having this kind of musical talent? Like, if you're producing things like Exile, Never. like you're in the you're wrong just up profession. Writing them bro. at night, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like writing Exile, like bro, come on. Also, um, Exile is one of the best songs. There's no way, ever. right? Like, what the fuck? There's, there's no, no way. way. Like, sorry, this may be the time I say. Well, yeah. also, if I'm calling bullshit, <laughs> if he was such a contributor, why isn't he at Long Pond then? Right. Why isn't he playing the piano? Why is why Garrett wasn't he at the Grammys? Why wasn't he at the right. Grammys? Why wasn't he at the Brits? Why isn't uh, he in anything? Well, so why isn't he in anywhere? We're, we're about to get months. into that. So Joe or has never media. acknowledged folklore evermore, which is kind of a dick move. Like if you're dating one of the most talented pop singers on the planet 
you don't even say like, it was such an honor to get to work with my girlfriend Nothing. and help produce it. Like, you don't have to make a big deal about it. I'm not or, saying like, I'm so fucking proud of Taylor well, yeah. Swift. She's the most Dumb amazing thing. person ever. Right. And I love her. Right. Oh. So, um, when folklore came out, she acknowledged on Instagram everyone who helped Jack, William, Bon Iver, Aaron, Laura Sisk, who's like a uh, audio engineer. Um, she she always credits everyone for everything. And then she says that William Bowery co-wrote Exile and Betty. And at this time, William Bowery wasn't listed on any production credits. And then in December 2020, uh, Evermore comes out and William Bowery gets credited with co-writing on Champagne Problems, Coney Island, and Evermore, but still no producing credits. Also interesting is that William Bowery is only credited on the songs that Jack produced, not Aaron, which is like, will your best friend keep a secret? Because Jack and her are best friends and you don't want to involve Aaron in your shenanigans. But right. so if you go on the actual U.S. copyright registry, first things first, which it's weird. Jackie has. Which I, have. I love it. It's Which I weird. was just looking on his Instagram. He doesn't even have one picture of her. I know. We're gonna get I into the whole. Love, we're okay. gonna get into the whole bearding thing, but we. It's. <laughs> so what's weird is as attention to detail as Taylor is, his name, even William Bowery, is spelled Willem Bowery. It's not even spelt right. And I pulled this. This thing I sent you guys. I pulled it off the U.S. copyright registry. Like. I copied and pasted. So he's co- he's credited as an author on Betty, Champagne Problems, Coney Island, Evermore, and Exile. But here's the weird thing. William Bowery on the copyright website is listed as a U.S. citizen. Yeah, that doesn't huh. make any sense. Bum, bum, bum. With the same to William Bowery music publishing as if he is a songwriter, but the songwriting address is the same address as Taylor songwriting publishing. Mm. So I, I don't know what that means. Is she writing as him also? Like she's writing from a male perspective. Like, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> but I don't know that you can fake your citizenship on these copyright applications. And if you did, you wouldn't be entitled to any type of compensation because you're not, it's not correct. It's not legit. Yeah. Right. right. So in the Grammy speech, she said that it was so much fun writing with Joe, but then a couple months after the Grammys, he suddenly added to the minimum requirements of number of songs that you have to work on to get a Grammy. And the minimum number of songs you have to work on to get a Grammy on any album is one third of the album. So mm-hmm. they added him as a producer. Mm. And Aaron and Jack have never once given credit to Joe. They always say William Bowery. Joe hasn't gone to any of the wards. He's on any of the pictures. Pictures. It's just all very weird. Very oh, weird. Also, it's a kind of shitty thing to do, Taylor. Like people work their entire lives to these Grammys, and you're just handing them out to your so-called boyfriends. Like it's kind mm-hmm. of a dick move. So my question for you guys is. Is William Bowery Joe Alwyn? And if it's not, why would she do all of this? And if it is, why wouldn't she just use Joe's name if she's going to out him anyway? Right. I don't get it. But she is. She's saying that he is. But then listen to his real name on the credits. But And then uh, and she continues to say things about Joe. But it, no, it probably isn't, but she's continuing to give him credit. I mean, she wants people to think I, oh, that that is the case. 
And for whatever reason, there's a reason why, because there's a reason why she does everything. Right. True. So here's my thought process. A, um, anytime I need anything researched, I go to Jackie. Um, she is literally a private investigator. Um, if she's not, she needs to be, um, Jackie Dwyer PI. No, listen, Um, I got a lot of this information from listening to other podcasts and stuff. I just like cobbled it together. This isn't my investigation. I'm just trying to give credit. Research. It's called research, Jackie. You researched it. You put it together. Oh shit. You put it together. I just fucking almost fell out of my chair. (laughs) Um, number two, um, did I say A and then, then number you two? Did. Am I pulling a buzz? I think you did, yeah. I'm pulling a buzz. Buzz your girlfriend. This is just a, this is just another day with Aaron Zach, people. I'm, yeah, literally, it's a fucking Tuesday. Did you actually start drinking? I didn't think you started. Drinking. I did. Well, I brought vodka in here with me because I knew oh, okay, I was okay. gonna be given the green light eventually. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'll bring it in here. And then Jackie's like, you need to be doing it. I was like, oh, okay. I did a little mixology. You right didn't notice how much she was desk. pouting at the beginning because she wasn't drinking. And then we were like, Aaron, drink. And she was you like, know, I want to tell you to fuck off, but you're right. I know. <laughs> so I won't. <laughs> God damn it, Jackie. Oh, you know me boy. so well. Jackie. 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 All right. Jackie. So what were we talking about? Oh, Willem. William. Well, Willem. <laughs> All of the above. Um, Willem. Willem Defoe. 100 and a million percent. That's not even a number. Um, I do not think that Joe did shit for this album. Nope. He did not fucking write a song. He did not write any music. He did not write mm-hmm. lyrics. He is not William Bowery. He's not Willem Bowery. I truly believe Willem Bowery, William Bower- Bowery is a girl. Uh, that's I, the popular opinion. That's what we got emails about. I 100% think that I, I does not matter what evidence you give me to tell me otherwise, I will 100% always believe that William Bowery is a woman. And do I think she legitimately helped write the song? Not necessarily, but I think that Taylor reversed herself, put herself in the other person's shoes and said, I'm this person and then knew that she couldn't be like, this is, you know, whatever. So she did it to be coy. She was like, oh, you know, people are going to catch on that. This is like a really in-depth song about like, oh, I don't know, a breakup. And I'm going to, I'm going to put it in there. That it makes more sense wrote, that she wrote it with Joe. With, right. Here's that the she thing, wrote though. it with someone. Did she ever say he helped with the lyrics? Because yeah. she said he was playing the yeah. piano. Oh, okay. No, that he wrote totally all did. of it. The first verse of Exile, he had already sung in his head, like playing uh, it for her. Yeah, but playing it. I don't know that she ever no, said. No, because Jack said lyrics too. Wow. Oh, because like, I know his grandfather was a composer. Yeah. So like it would make sense that he plays the piano and sure. you know, but maybe not. Like who? I'm knows? just saying that would track. Who, like I would love know. to see Joe Alwyn playing a piano right this second. Me I want to see him tickling the ivory because at this point, <laughs> <laughs> I truly believe that he is a fraud. Okay, I know we're gonna get there, but this is one thing I that like I think is so interesting. Too. I think the songs that make sense for some man to have helped her written wrote to have helped her wrote to have helped i don't know what the no, take your time we'll wait it out <laughs> i whatever that whatever say it how you need to say it uh i i think that 
it makes sense that a man helped her write these songs, right? Like, so like, I oh, Bird, you did it. <laughs> did I do it? Okay. Um, like I can see you standing, honey, with his arms around your body. That is Taylor writing that, but she knew. Or, or it's a girl talking about, I can see you standing there with Joe. But, but it could very well be Taylor saying that about Lily Donaldson. Yeah. With See, her new boy. Oh yeah, the one she had a baby with. Yeah. Right. No, like, I, I, just... I. So here, I think. So the piece of this song that spoke to me as a lesbian was oh, wait, this. You're gay. Oh, was this piece this around? <laughs> you never learn to read my mind. Oh. That's a woman thing. Yeah. <laughs> like one hundred percent. You never. <laughs> That you never learn to read my mind. Right. How rude. Like, like, <laughs> like rude. that's a thing that women expect is going to happen because you're dealing with, when you have two women in a relationship, I think there's an assumption that they're going to be like reading each other's minds. And the reality is that no, people are people. And you can have men who are really introspective and very emotional. And then you could have women who are the completely opposite of that. So you're not going to get that. You're not going to automatically be able to assume that just because you're in a relationship with another woman that you've learned that they're going to be able to read your mind. And I, and I just, I don't know. I felt like with these lyrics, it's like all this time, I never learned to read your mind. I couldn't turn things around. You never, because you, you never turn, turn things, things around. around. <laughs> like that, 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 those lyrics really spoke to me. I, mean, I, mean, I agree. I think they come from just a, such a female perspective, but yes. also, I just can't go back. Like, I just only can go back to the like, he's an actor with three credits on IMDb and seemingly no musical background. And he just whipped this song out in the middle of the night. Like, no, right. no freaking way. Right. right. No freaking no with everything she's yeah. ever written. Like, and I it's know. so interesting to me because like, okay, let's just stay. Keep it a secret. Well, and like, why? <laughs> yeah. Like, why not just say Joel Alwyn? Like, why not just say instead of if he's that Bowery, creative, is he, right. he's that much of a, like a force and creativity floundering career takes off right. somehow right like so like let's just say he wrote it right like let's just say that okay. right let's just okay. say I'll like this journey joe is william right like or willem, willem whatever <laughs> however you want to spell it um okay so okay so he's he's willem he's joe is william and he is he's writing exile. Okay. So first of all, let's talk about how exile, the man's perspective, the quote unquote man's perspective is so inherently female. Mm -hmm. First of all, first and foremost, like as a woman, you can put yourself in that man's shoes and understand what that person said. And even the part, even the part when she's like, you'd get your knuckles bloodied for me, like that part, like even because it's not that they will, it's that they would right like that's not the girl is like i'm gonna go and i'm gonna punch this guy it's like i'm so upset that i would right well, there's like, also i'm sorry aaron go ahead no no no. i'm just saying like the male's perspective in the song is so 
feminine. And I'm not saying that 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 means that that Joe's um, um, a sissy, <laughs> for lack of a better term, because I'm tipsy. But I'm just saying, like, what is that? What does that mean? Maybe I could have picked a different word. I don't Probably. know. What I do mean, I say? Lots, lots of different. Words. What 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 would you say? Well, a man that's that the, way, uh, perceived, perceived like, to be a sissy, yeah, perceived, yeah. but like not even that. Like he's a very feminine, pro, like projecting man. Maybe I don't know. I've never I've never seen anything with a minute to know. I think I think one of the biggest um, <sighs> other components that that often <laughs> gets overlooked out. is that Taylor is a huge literature buff like she's obviously well versed i mean you can see in the lake she she references um wordsmith she wordsworth she references a lot of early poets that kind of made their mark and and set up how how poetry and the written word was kind of framed for modern culture which can we just talk about how that song is oh genius oh my god the lakes Mm. so i think one of the big components that's missing also um (laughs) <laughs> Evermore was released on Emily Dickinson's birthday, which is another throwback to kind of like um, early literature, early queer, American literature. Queer, anyway. queer well, we're going to get into Dickinson before we get off, but <laughs> it was such a common trope. <laughs> there's, there's a joke there. I don't, <laughs> oh, it was such bad. a common, it was such a but common I'm theme both. for... <laughs> For early <laughs> lesbian authors to write in a male perspective mm. because they could not write. In the, and Emily Dickinson is famous for it with her very famed relationship with, with her sister-in-law, Sue. So the whole kind of like, and you see it like kind of woven throughout folklore and evermore, this like throwback to a lot. And she talks about it, how she envisions like this, this girl walking around in kind of like an early um, like peasant dress robe, just wandering through fields. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of themes. I mean, you see it in Willow, you see it in, in um, Cardigan, what she's dressed in, you could er- easily mistake for very 1800s or 17, 17th century, like dress and garb. And this was a common theme of writing from a male's perspective to show your love and adoration for somebody, but you couldn't voice it. So I don't think it's that out of the realm when you see things like Betty, when you see things like Ivy, when you see things, you know, even tis the damn season has a lot of gay undertones to it. Um, what? Go ahead, Aaron. You don't have no, to raise I was just going to say like <laughs> 100, but I just don't like to cut you off. Um, so I think one of the things though, that like what you're saying is like, so, so accurate. Like it's very possible that she was like, I'm going to take on this like male persona or whatever and write from this perspective, then just say that like, well, she can't cause then she outs herself, but, but at the, but well, she has actually, I'm sorry. She said, I'm writing from a male perspective, right? Like, so, but if that's the case, then say it all the time don't make up some fictitious piece of shit william bowery to say oh this well it's this not the guy. first time she's written under a pseudonym she wrote for calvin harris under a pseudonym but don't you think right. that's a little different though? as like, a man no but it but, could just be somebody else who doesn't want to be associated with it for whatever reason right, like, like i just i don't know i just feel very strongly like this taylor this is your music mm-hmm. like if this is really you just say it's really me. But this all leads into to whether or not Joe is a beard. Now, 
I'm going to be we honest. We played really well with each other right there. I, I have always thought that Taylor and Joe were legitimate. I truly believe That's that whenever yeah. she falls on the queer spectrum, she is bisexual, pansexual. I don't know, but she, she likes both males and females. I don't know if that extends to trans people. I don't know. But I've always believed that she has had legitimate relationships with men also. I, I do believe that. I don't yes, believe Yes, I've always thought that she was in a legitimate relationship with Joe until Grammy Gate. Until this happened. And I was like, what reason? So, because I can only look at it through my lens, right? I would never let my wife give me credit for something like that. And if I did participate in it, then not acknowledge the shit out of her also for being right. super talented and thank all of the people that I worked with and even thank now they changed it like on Apple. You didn't even Music thank and- the Grammys. No, but they've changed it on Apple Music and Spotify now. It doesn't even say William Bowery anymore. It says Joe Alwyn, mm-hmm. which is like gross. But also when you look at the other guys she's dated, he's the least masculine. Mm-hmm of all of the men which whatever like no i'm just saying yeah. she i'm not just like a girl well um Jesus I'm, just saying, <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm just saying he looks like lily donaldson he looks just a little like bit her. of a, a little bit of a type and then he's like not on plus like most of the guys she's dated have been brunette which do you say like it sounds weird to say a brunette guy but you know what i mean like looking back <laughs> like um He's got Let's brown hair. He's got his brown hair. He dated those brown haired boys. <laughs> and then all the, like, it just, he just doesn't. And a lot of them were musicians, actors. He's like trying to be those. Things. Like, it just doesn't quite, it doesn't quite. Fit. I think he was a, he was a safe space for her for a while. And then it turned into COVID. So they spent extra time together that probably would never have happened. Mm-hmm. Had we not had a pandemic, like her heart was healing mm-hmm. and she needed a safe space to be. That's kind of how I took it. But what was it healing from? From Charlie Claus, her- Lily Donaldson. Yes. From, yep. I did, I, let the record show. I gave the, <laughs> the show. Just so here, yes. Here's here's the thing. A folklore and Evermore are such prolific breakup albums, and they are that yes. it's weird to come out with when i heard that when i heard folklore i was like is there a release about the fact that she broke up with that guy she was dating? well like I'm so like, like i'm ready to like right where's the release of does does joe know about this because right. this is like, are they like oh my together, gosh she, she talks about she wrote about this because right. This seems like she's in love with somebody else. Well, and she talks about how she's always just really enjoyed writing breakup songs. And I don't right. doubt that. Like oh, there's a lot there's, at it. Right. Well, I'm sorry. There's so much pain in both of these albums. Mm-hmm. It's not just it's uh, not just a breakup. Well, like, it's not just a fictional. She tried to play I this as this like, is the first time I've ever written about like non-fictional things. There's so much pain laced in every single song right. that it just, and Some you know what? Emotions are not fictional. Well, and they kind of all have the same theme, right? Like that with the exception of like invisible string. And, and which is my favorite from the, oh, it's such a, it's ever. such a great, 
It's that is actually song. my favorite all-time Taylor song. So you even look at things that are a little bit more coming out tonight. You see things that are a little bit more like boppish, like you could even look at like the one, right? Even that oh. is a breakup song. Yeah. Like there, there isn't a single song on any of those albums with the exception of Invisible String that's not a breakup song. Maybe closure, but still closure is or closure taking out Marjorie. Taking it, taking out, but that's more of like, I'm over you, oh, I'm done. Like, but right. take out Marjorie, take out Epiphany, take out like those songs that are so clearly about like her grandmother and the pandemic and like whatever. Right. The, it is all breakup songs and, and life changing breakups, oh. not just this, this person. Oh, I dated this person. I dated this person for five weeks. And You're talking I decided about a they, breakup so deep that it changes anymore. your DNA. <laughs> Right. Like you, we've all had those breakups that you are never the same after, no matter how oh, hard you try, no matter God. how much you want it, it changes. And it takes years to get back to it again. And you're always a little bit different. I'm sorry. Was I just being no, too it's fine. It's no, fine. It, it, the <laughs> it's breakups, okay, William. William Bowery has joined the podcast. I gotta tell you, it takes years to get over. But like, that's what I'm talking about. In... The, the breakups that are so painful that it changes your DNA. It changes yeah. who you are fundamentally forever because the I relationship changed the, your dna well, and when you're out of that relationship then you have to readjust who you are and how you're looking at life and i'm sorry right. tolerate it was written from a personal experience happiness yes. there'll be happiness because of me ah, like there'll be happiness because of you those aren't those were written from a personal mm. space like there's some yes. tr- hoax piece mm-hmm. like there are some truly mm-hmm. pain laced tracks on those albums that you just, you're not going to convince me that they're made up. Yeah. Right. Like that. There's no resemblance of, of truth in any of them. You're just, you're not, right. it's just, it's Mirrorball. Holy fuck. Oh my like God. Mirrorball was oh like God. about all about how you're trying to be something else for other people. I uh, mean, even it's amazing. Problems. Champagne oh, problems, champagne yeah. Problems. Well, I've had champagne problems. Well, I can today, even so. see how champagne problems could be written <laughs> fictionally because I, I can see that playing out like as a theme in your head. But peace, you will never convince me that yeah. that's not or tolerate it. Tolerate you it, it in her voice. Tolerate it. Hear it in her fucking voice. Tolerate, tolerate it. it was like a like a like a like a shot to the heart. Like yes. it, like but I it, feel like, the same resonated. way about illicit affairs. Yeah, uh, illicit affair, which I think was written about a girl going yeah, back girl. to a guy. One hundred. It may be fictional, but it's based on <laughs> reality. <laughs> There's just things in that. They're like, so specific. That are so specific that yeah. it's just so interesting to me because <clears throat> when you think about folklore, like you think like, oh my god, she released this during a pandemic, right? Like, oh my gosh, like it's so crazy. Like, how did she do this? And then Evermore came out, and you're just like holy shit how the hell did she wrap her brain around all of this right like you know i i know jackie and i have spoke about this before and i don't know Anne, if you were involved in any of those conversations but it's like trying to write during a pandemic was just not the same right everything that you know is different right everything Mm -hmm. not just your life but where you write where you find comfort where you find your peace all of that anxiety is higher like yes Everything is I, I actually, for the first time in my life, decided I'm going to start writing. Oh, 
Perfect. I can't wait to I actually it. Was, I'm actually working business. working on on um I'm working on some stuff. Oh my god, I can't you wait. You have to, to send it, it to us. Oh my god. <laughs> Can we be beta readers? I want to be a yeah. beta reader. Can I be William Bowery? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but Aaron, Aaron. Yeah, but I, but I understand what you're you saying. Put me, yeah. put me down as an author on your next book, Aaron. 100 percent I'm gonna say I read this book. I like to give up William Bowery credit. Yeah, if you win something, put Bird on it. I won't. That's right. No, but like, no, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, right. like it's, it's like so much happened and so much went on. Like, I truly think that Taylor was able to sort of like harness any sort of like anger, hurt, whatever she had in the past, put it into these songs. That being said, I think that oh, drink. Um, oh, I don't have anything left. Sorry. I I, I think water. that she had a a really recent heartache and a heartbreak in order to harness this. And, and I just, I, if it's not kudos to her, right. Kudos to Taylor. Once again, like you are the queen, right? Like you get it, you fucking get it. But God, she was able to like pull all of this heartache and emotion into these songs that I don't know has ever existed in any other song. I, Am I being like, no, 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 we all feel that way. That's no. why I touch so many people. That's why so many people here, 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 relate to it. Here's the thing though. I mean, if you look at Taylor and her life and how it's been, she's been going, 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 right. She's evolved and she's had enough time in between these different albums to evolve and develop as an artist. But when the pandemic happened, everything shut down, right? So all of a sudden, she doesn't, she, whatever was inside of her that wasn't coming out because she was busy, because she was so busy. I mean, it wasn't even like she creates busyness. Her life is busy because she's constantly doing this and that and the other thing because she's always Appearances, talk shows, yeah. Everything. And then all of a sudden, there's nothing that she can do. So she's now putting all of that energy, that creative energy into, into this gift to the world. I mean, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it really Literally. shows you when, when, when people are forced into a situation that changes their lives, what is their reaction? And the reaction that we've seen from this artist is one that has changed the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I completely agree. But so there's a lot of queer songs on Folklore and Evermore. Um, queer which, undertones, at least. Which means that that was intentional. Her- focus yeah at the time because she was really engaging in her authentic self i agree yeah i think so too but that leads us to yes the fact that um ivy was just played on uh stacy do you watch dickinson no oh and you watch dickinson i i've watched some of it but i have not Okay. watch this piece so good 
So, so good. Dickinson's amazing. Um, Dickinson's obviously about the life of Emily Dickinson. And one of my favorite things about it is that they include actual lines from her like poetry throughout the entire series, which is phenomenal because Emily Dickinson, another person that was completely ahead of her time, had she been born a hundred years later, would have a very different following than she does now. And uh, it's on Apple TV. Those who, who aren't familiar with it. Um, Emily Dickinson has been confirmed was had a long time relationship with uh, her best friend who turned into her sister-in-law because she married her brother, Sue. And 90% of Emily's poetry is dedicated to Sue. Even when she writes as a man, even when she makes male in inflections there, even when um, there's a lot of school of thought, if you read about Emily Dickinson, that even when she's writing about men, she's probably still writing about Sue so that she could publish it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, the, Sue was the love of her life. Like there's no doubt about it. And there's a lot of discussion as to the song Ivy. Mm-hmm. Um and how gay it has always sounded <laughs> like always, always sounded. But again, there's a different interpretation. You could talk about Taylor being in love with a ghost and like the ghost of someone maybe she knew before and she moved on and got married and yada, yada. There's always been a lot of discussion about whether or not it was just a forbidden love and sneaking around with uh, a female. So the song Ivy was chosen to be played at the second to last episode that Dickinson will have ever. Um, Dickinson's coming to an end this week. And um, it's right after, and I haven't watched the episode yet. So I'm just going off the emails that we received. And then once we got them, I looked up some information on it, but it's right after kind of this undying devotion, like Sue, Emily confesses, like Sue, I, I, you're all that I want. I will give everything up for you. Nothing else matters. It's, it's my life's about you. And then they play the song Ivy as there's some sex going on. So, um, it is Aaron's gonna start watching it. It's documented. Yeah, I, love, I love Dickinson. It's documented that this came, the approval came from Taylor Swift herself like they had to go all the way up i i get the impression that taylor's probably very protective over her songs and where they're played and how they're played and who they're played for and they just can't be used in any willy-nilly just to get money taylor doesn't need money she's very intentional about where her songs are used so there was a lot of chatter after that that ivy has always been kind of considered a gay song much like dress Mm -hmm. which we didn't even touch on Um, there's some very intentional queer songs, but Ivy that she personally used and the showrunner for, for the, uh, show actually said this will be a gift to the audience because of kind of the connection. And Haley Steinfeld is a friend of Taylor Swift's, but Haley has said she didn't reach out to her. This had nothing to do with her. Like this went through the showrunner and, um, Taylor Swift, what do you guys think about her allowing Ivy to be used with a very intentional lesbian love, not just sex scene, but like the compilation of like their love story being kind of like wrapped up into this episode. Can I say one thing before we start? Sure. So uh, Wildest Dreams, right, was used in mm-hmm. Bridgerton, but it wasn't Taylor. It was Mama. 
I don't know. <laughs> I think maybe. Belligerent. belligerent. <laughs> maybe because I'm belligerent right now. We don't know. We oh, won't know because I'm going to keep it in check. But like, so who does that go through? Drama? You said that was used without her? No, I mean, no, no, it just wasn't her singing. It was, they used yeah, like a it was an instrumental yeah. version, right. which so, was, but like, made sense for the show. Right, right. Yeah. But like at the end, <laughs> I do it. have a drink, have a drink there. Uh, so towards the, the no, back of the, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so like, but it was essentially her music. So like, yeah. is it because it was Duomo got the permission to record it first and then it's hit that person's. I don't know oh, maybe that. like they just have to get the royalty. Okay, that's it. That's all. That's I all I got. I think you might be right. Okay. So yeah, I, just, I think it was very intentional that they uh-huh. chose that for this show. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the question was, what do we think? Yeah, I think it was super would, intentional. Right, it was super intentional. I think Ivy is <laughs> hella gay. <laughs> um. And I, I enjoy that. I enjoy, I think maybe that's part of it though, is that it's so easy to resonate with Taylor's songs because you just don't know. It's like a crapshoot. Like, is this about a girl or a boy? We don't know, but I'm hoping it's a girl. Aaron enjoys how gay it is. (laughs) I just like gay shit. I just like gay shit. And And it doesn't have to be gay. It just has to have the potential of gay. It's right. Like it's, it's, but let's be real if it's got the potential it's fucking well here it also it also goes back to this if (laughs) if taylor was uncomfortable with the speculation about her music having queer undertone she wouldn't approve it to be in shows in that context exactly you need to be on taylor's pr staff exactly (laughs) honestly though like that's what's so important about all of this right like this entire podcast goes down to if taylor wasn't comfortable with it it would not fucking happen mm-hmm. period it wouldn't happen taylor no. would have nixed the gay shit long ago she would have been like nope she would have shut that down she would have absolutely 100 deal breaker yeah. she would have pulled a liz lemon on it deal breaker shut deal it breaker. down that's like, a deal breaker that's a deal breaker shut it down like it literally would have not gone further than I think this is, no, it's not. It's straight. It's the straightest song you've ever heard. Straight, straight, straight. <laughs> and, but, at the, but she just hasn't. She has allowed things. And and whether or not it's because she's just very inclusive. Sure. No, I don't think so. She sure. wouldn't do that. She but wouldn't it, do that because then she's be leading possible. people on. Right. But it's, it's possible that her songs are just inclusive, which is great no. because she writes for Anybody. The only the only time she's ever commented on her sexuality was in that Vogue interview where they asked her about you know writing songs of the queer nature and or standing up for gay rights like she did in um I think you should calm down and she said that it had never occurred to me that I could stand up for some a community that I wasn't a part of mm-hmm. and being a part of something and being one or two different things right like she didn't you say be closet and not a part of a community right. she's yeah. never explicitly said i am I, and she's never identified it that's right. the closest she's ever come right and i think it's so that's all of her like this her saying yes use the song 
to represent because her first of all her music is for everybody right like it's always mm-hmm. been that like it's always been about this like um you know like stacy eventually you and i bird are gonna get together and just cry about taylor so we've already talked about this i yeah, thought that was been, going somewhere else yeah totally. i mean yeah. we're gonna get together <laughs> i was like <laughs> and, we're gonna get married the end. and you're still married <laughs> it's fine it's fine it's it's called, board. listen it's called mormonism oh no but like i'm just crying it's called cuddle. a Taylor cuddle. Yeah, it's a Taylor cuddle. Like, but, the, but the point is that like Taylor has 100% always written music for everybody, but she's never told anyone anything in particular about herself, like as far as her sexuality is confer- con- you know, concerned because she just, I truly believe that she doesn't know. I don't know. Like, I just think she's, she's queer. I just think she's she queer. She She's she queer, knows and that's okay it's okay yeah. and I'm, cool with it. I'm cool if she never comes out i'm cool if she continues to always make it ambiguous i'm really okay with that i really am i don't need that it doesn't see i want her to her. come out because i believe in my heart i believe that it she really does need to find the right person mm-hmm. and i'm fine with that if she and i hope she right does person, but i hope for somebody that talented and for somebody that has like the, the depth of emotion that she has in life, I hope she does find that person that she's willing to come out for, because that will tell me that, that she really is happy. And as opposed to having some fleeting relationships that are guys like, give me a Grammy. And you know what? If she, even if she's bi and she wants to marry a dude, then Joe only needs to put a fucking ring on it. It's been what, like five years now? That's marry why I don't her. think that that's a real relationship. Right. I don't either. Did you guys I mean, talk about if that you were that in love and you were that committed, you were together for that long of a time, it would be, that would be it. I mean, you yeah. get to a certain age in your life. Like, I'm sorry, Joe. What are you doing? You're going to do like, better? Right? No. Like, <laughs> six, like I'm going to meet somebody and, and six months it. into it, I'm going to know whether or not I would want to pursue a relationship. Well, right. going to pay for that ring, too. Oh, right. Taylor. Or the Grammy that Taylor gave. The Grammy. Maybe that's, Maybe that's why. why she did that. So he could pay for the Mystery ring. solved, everyone. But I'm sorry. It, she hasn't made a secret about wanting to be married, about wanting a family, about wanting any of those things. Marry her or let her go. Right. I think that yeah, he's not he's not it. Because if he was it, they would have already been married. Do you think he's not it because he's a beard? I, I honestly, well, I don't know. I I personally think he is now, but I do think that she likes men. Also, I, I just think, think she's agreed. Agreed. I do yeah. not think that she is a lesbian. Right. Like I do not think that. Do I wish? Sure. Sure. Because I mean, it just increases your chances for a lot of different women, like Kate Winslet, lesbian, sure. You know, Adele. Jennifer Anderson, <laughs> Adele, fine, whatever. But like, my point is, I just want Taylor Swift to be happy with who she wants to be happy with. Melissa McCarthy. I, Melissa McCarthy. No, she's totally Ben Falcone. She's very her straight. boy forever. <laughs> so Do I think she could play a great lesbian? One hundred percent. That being said, like I truly think that Taylor Swift. I just like in my heart of hearts, I just want her to find happiness with someone, and right. I don't think it's with Joe. And I truly think it's because this is an arranged relationship to make 
things easier. And it's not, it's not easier. I, mean, I don't know if it, they, I don't I know if it started that way. Yes. I think they started as like partners and Mm-mm. best friends. And like, I think it all started that way. I think okay, they, liked, they started as partners yeah. and best friends, but like, that's I not did, a relationship. You know I, what I mean? Oh, I agree. I we didn't see each other from across a bar. And, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bird. We didn't see each bar. other from a, across a bar and go, I want to be with that person. No, it ended like, hey, we get along. Should we maybe see if we could be beards? Sure. And like, that was how it started. Like, I am no author. Well, I we am, didn't but- even get into <laughs> reputation in the queer undertones and reputation. That like, really. that's, we could do a whole podcast. Are you just ready on for reputation. it? Oh, I am ready for it. Do we have time? Are you no, ready for not it? Not tonight. Not tonight. We're going to do another one. We'll do reputation. But oh my God. Will you let me know when you do reputation? Of course. I really Who else like are we going to talk to? I'd really like to participate because that, that lead, mm-hmm. that lead. We're going to make it a series, maybe three parts, but we're definitely going to do reputation. Oh, maybe nine parts. We and don't we'll know. do, we'll do, we'll do reputation <laughs> and we'll get a little bit more into lover, like how they kind of cross over. Oh, Kiss Gate. Yes. All of it. Yeah. But we are going to, we're going to cut this one off because people are at their family's houses now. They've made the trip. They're there. (laughs) They're listening to this on Christmas morn. (laughs) After the the two hour drive. After the two hour drive. Yeah. They've they've gone to the families. They're on their way back now. They've had an argument over Black Lives Matter. And (laughs) they've had an argument over Taylor Swift's love life. I yeah. read a, I read a meme today that said MMA that said um, 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 Mary didn't Mary's water didn't break to <laughs> no take your time I like, want to hear I want to see this one through yeah <laughs> I want to can you just erase I'm that? invested I was no. just gonna say Jesus actually was I heard was born in June. Based yeah. on the positioning oh, yeah. of yeah. the Let's North get Star. Jackie started on that. <laughs> so we can go on for another. We'd have to we cut run. this one off and be, create a new one. And no, listen, last podcast, Jackie got on her soapbox and it was awesome. A. B, she went on about how Jesus, my J to the Jesus, was like, <laughs> no, this is not my fucking birthday, people. It's it was, not. It's actually, it was based this on is the all positioning about winter of the solstice. North Star. This is the pagan holiday. Yes. Feel free the to Catholic to, Church yes. overlaid their whatever. Yeah, you can don't even. We didn't know started. about your uh, <laughs> theological like expertise before that. We yes. Next time you're in, please include me next time. That would be great. Yep. You probably so, just take my space. <laughs> let me get my soapbox out right. Yeah. Now. <laughs> so we'll we will make this a series. Because we got to do reputation. We'll do reputation lover next. We'll go in more deep yeah. into lover. Because reputation's got a lot. It's got oh, a lot. Listen. So cannot wait Are you ready for reputation. it? I can't wait. I literally cannot. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh. Dancing with our hands oh. tied is not about John Owen. That is such a lesbian. Yeah, it's just not. It's not about They're a guy gorgeous. at all. Well, well, it's it's totally a chick. I said neither is gorgeous. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Are you kidding me? We'll do it later. Yeah, guys, uh, you can keep sending me your questions if you have them about reputation and lover. I know there's a million things to cover. We're trying to keep it condensed. Um, We'll keep answering your questions best we can. Um, But we hope you had a good holiday with your family and no one ended up throwing any food like that would be. Or maybe. I mean, depends. Throw the food. Take a test. 
Get a COVID test. Get back. Uh, get your booster. Yeah. Yes. Oh, just for an update, since I won't be on until after the holidays. I got my booster, everyone. And I had, I was real sick after the second one. Not real sick, but like I had the worst headache of my life. Hands down, no doubt. I got my booster. I had a headache for about eight hours. It was about 30% of the original one. And I was completely fine after. So oh. get your booster. It's worth it, especially with Omicron. Protect people who can't get vaccinated. Be safe. Stay healthy. And uh, happy Don't holidays. Be- Don't live in exile. Ooh. Hey, yo. Ooh. <laughs> Just saying, taste Swiss. Okay, Listen bye. to me. 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 Fierce Fan Media.